0: What's going on, everybody? Hope you are having a wonderful week so far. Uh, before we get into podcasts, please hit subscribe. Please um, tell your mates about it and give us a review at the end of it because it just keeps the podcast going. Podcast time. Um, I'm really excited about this one. Uh, Mele doesn't really need any introduction. Is For me, in my eyes, one artist that sits in his own lane and sits in the lane so confidently and so well that he stands above a lot of artists as if quality um, of what he produces. Um, His record label Club Bad has an amazing kind of look and vibe about it. And you know exactly what you're gonna get when you get a Club Bad promo through. Especially, he's been doing this for so long and I didn't know that he's been doing it for as long as he is. Um, and in the podcast, we spoke about pretty much everything from from day one of when he become became successful, um, and then how he kind of changed his sound over the years. Um, really interesting podcast, really great conversation. I love this guy; he's one of the nicest guys in the industry. So, without further ado, Melee, Mister Melee, what's cooking?
1: All right, bro, how's it going? Good, mate. You all right? Yeah, I'm all good, bro. I'm still like I was in Malta for three days over the weekend. So I'm still kind of like <laughs> it's like a it's like it's like three day party, three day hangover. we on Wednesday, so yeah. Oof. It'll probably um, So you're probably, feeling it. Yeah, ah, do you know what? Like it was like Monday and Tuesday I worked, but I feel all like right today. Yeah. not too bad. Yeah, Sound a little good, croaky. Yeah, it's these um Things that I'm addicted to, like everyone else now, like these vape pen things. So I was never ever a smoker ever in my entire life, and now I just smoke these vapes like everyone else, <laughs> which is really annoying. I've For never everyone. tried one. What really?
0: Yeah, like what? Are they, why are they so addicted? Is it the nicotine?
1: Or is I don't it- know. Yeah, I think it's the nicotine, but it's like I get like this like watermelon one, which I'm like really addicted to now, and it's um yeah, it's a problem, but. There we go. I'm slightly worried what those are going to come, like, in, like, 10 years' time. You know what? Like, it's, like, you see all, like, these articles and, like, TikToks about them. Mm. and like, I'm just, like, scrolling past them. <laughs> no, 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 no. I want to read it. Avoidance um, its best. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, it's, it's mad what we do to our bodies, right, without, like, the shit that we put in them. It's crazy, man. I mean, you don't drink, though, right? No. No, I'm... Pretty
1: apart from sugar, I'm pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I've I've, I've, like I've gone through sort of, you know, I've gone through sort of like things over the last few years of trying to be healthier. Mm. Like, even just like balance, right? It's like, you know, it's just you know, I think like doing this job, and you know, traveling. It kind of is impossible to eat well. Like I've, I've like it's something that I just always struggle with. Um and you know, like obviously drinking and stuff like that. Um I'm just trying to balance it in the week as best I can, but I think like over the over the last few months I'm way off balance. <laughs> do you um, do you do you drink every show? Yeah, I did I think I did um I think I did two. I think I did two or three shows, no, I sound. that doesn't sound amazing, but I did two or three shows this year, this summer, where I didn't drink, and I was really proud of myself, actually, because it kind of like, I don't know, I think, I mean, I'm sure we'll get into it, but I think, you know, being a sort of very anxious person and standing in front of thousands yeah. of people... Um, You know, having a charlatan healer helps, (laughs) you know what I mean? Um, Do you think
0: it actually helps or do you think it's more like the mental like play play of it? Like where it's like it's like that smoking thing, right? It's like you don't actually have to smoke, but the like the thought that your brain is telling you that
1: you have to smoke rather than the actual like process. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that is a worrying thing because it's like the comfort of having a bottle of fucking tequila next yeah. year is not a great place to be. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But I, I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah, maybe it is a mental thing. Yeah. But I, I suppose it does give you that, like, extra boost. But I, I think, like, the, um, the few shows that I did do where I wasn't drinking, I mean, the first 30 minutes were fucking horrendous. Really? Because I was just like, I just felt naked out there, man. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I just, you know, I I was like, oh, my God, everyone's looking at me. Mm. (laughs) Even though that's the nature of the job. But then, like, you know, 30 minutes in, I was like, wow, this is actually great. And, like, I think, you know, I kind of realized that, um, you know, I I, I didn't really need it. Do you know know who, like, kept pushing me to do it? It was Tisha so like we're like quite good mates and she was just like oh you just drink way too much when you DJ and I was like no I know no, but it's da 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 and she was like honestly just like try once or twice mm. do it without and I did it and like I remember texting her and being like oh my god this is amazing it was so good and I was so proud of myself um, does she not drink she does but like not 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 I think she does quite a lot of show sober I think yeah um you know i want to get to that point eventually you know it's like uh, it's not you know i don't you know i'm 30 now i don't want to be party guy forever do you know what i mean it's like, I, yeah
0: I, mean, I think the thing is is like there's this i don't know you might be able to kind of say a little bit more on it but like there's this huge thing of like sober dj and then like not drinking and everything like that. and i think i i don't think there's actually anything wrong with it i think what the issue is is the minute it kind of starts affecting the other parts of your life Right, and I guess the 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 aftermath of the fact that we're doing God knows how many shows a week, and then we have to live our normal day lives afterwards. That, and then still get in the studio. Maybe it affects that, but like as long as it's not affecting, I don't see any issue in it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think for me it has not so much to drinking, but but being as busy as I have been over the last few months, that Mm. has definitely affected. You know, studio work relationships like everything yeah like and it's not so much it's not so much the party and it's just that you know being on the road three four times a week and then the yeah. last thing you want to do when you get home is go to the studio or just mm-hmm. be a normal person you just want to lie in bed or play fifa or whatever and just do nothing yeah you know what i mean and just try and be a normal person as much as you can i think that's that, that's more the thing that i've you know struggled with over the last few months i suppose do you yeah. think?
0: Do you think that's purely based around drinking though, or do you think that's around like just tour schedules?
1: Because yeah, it's, it's just schedules.
0: I think because mm, like, I yeah, I found I think... it as well. Like, I my my weeks are I like have to like schedule my weeks out because otherwise it's just like I I can find myself like busying myself doing fuck all.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm the same, but it's like I don't know if I'm kind of. You know, somewhat ADD or ADHD or whatever, but, um, you know, it's, I, I basically, I, I'm also really bad at saying no to things mm. because I feel like I'm in like this such like a privileged position that I feel like I have to say yes to everything and I feel guilty if I say no. I've, I've started, I've noticed over the last few weeks, I've started saying no to a few things. Mm. But you know, I am a bit of a people pleaser, I suppose. So I just want to be like, yes, 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 yes. And then yeah, yeah. all of a sudden we've got a list of fucking 30 things and yeah. then do you know what I mean? And then yeah, and then that you know, vertically you start letting people down anyway. So it's do you know what I mean?
0: Where does uh, where does the whole people pleasing thing come from?
1: I don't know. I really don't know. I think it's I, I've I think I've always been like that since I was since I was a kid, really. Yeah. I don't really know. I think it's just like in my nature as a person just to be just to be like that i've always been like i'm kind of like from um i suppose like my mom is exactly the same like we we would rather other people be all right than ourselves do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like so it's like i think i've kind of spoke to my therapist about this but i've kind of like i've kind of carried that on into like Adult life, I suppose. Um, which is, you know, it, that, that's my personality. I can't change my personality, but um, I think it does, you know, it does bring up its own sort of problems as well. I think, I think
0: yeah, I think you can still make changes in your life though that, uh, that like you prioritize certain things, right? Yeah, you and, can, yeah, and so it doesn't necessarily affect. I think also for me, like, I don't know if you can relate, but like when our I guess because we're doing what we've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And there comes a point for me is like, it's like almost say yes to everything because you don't know when it's going to stop.
1: Yeah. And it's yeah. like that,
0: almost that, like that imposter syndrome where you're like, I don't know when this is going to end. I don't know when I'm going to be out of demand. I don't know. Like I, I'm a tweet away from being
1: fucking game over. <laughs> Bro, you know what? Fucking hell, man. I would like just change the subject a little bit like, tweets and stuff. I fucking tweeted something the other day, right? I'm like, you know you know me. I'm a very sort of tongue-in-cheek person. Yeah. I don't take myself too seriously at all. I tweeted... So, so I was at Defected Festival the other day, right? And um, someone played an old remix that I did about seven fucking years ago. A remix of George Morrell, Let's yeah. Groove, that I did. And this fucking remix was coming, out. I was like, damn, yeah, fucking drums are fucking sick. I fucking love this tune. And I was like... <laughs> I was, like, a bit drunk, and it was, like, in my mind, I was going, that's fucking great, that. And then it came in, and I was like, oh, shit, it's mine. Fuck, I completely forgot about that. Right? So I did a tweet about it. Not fucking serious, as I'm talking to you now. Bro, the amount of fucking DJs and people, this is so egotistical. Um, What? This is fucking bullshit. And I was like, bro, like, I was having a fucking laugh. (laughs) Like the irony is so lost on Twitter. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. It was like, and it was like, look, I love Lee from from within, but he fucking dug me out, and I was like, bro, what? Yes, I was like, bro, we're mates. Like, what? Like, and it was just like, oh man, it was like the pylon, and some guy was like, this is fucking tragic, and I was like, oh, do you know what? But that's exactly what you're saying. One tweet, like people take that shit way out of context. It's I, just like
0: I, the. <sighs> I listen to quite a lot of podcasts like with like comedians and this is something they talk about and it's one of the reasons why I stay away from Twitter to a certain extent because it's fucking gross, but like there's a lot of people in this industry that are willing, they're like support you until they're willing to jump on you on one thing. And like I, there's, we all have friends in this industry, but I like, realistically, there's a lot of people that I'm not going to talk to if I wasn't in this industry. If, if I stop tomorrow, I can guarantee you, I could probably put like on my hand, how many people are going to contact me after. And I think like, this is the gross thing about not just this industry, just life right now. It's like, people are willing to like, just fuck over anyone if they can Get the slightest bit up on them,
1: and I, it fucking does my head in. Yeah, Do you know, and do you know what? Like, it kind of—I don't know. Like, I am a very sensitive person, right? I'm a super sensitive person, yeah. and I think like a lot of artists are. Yeah, you know, we we all are fucking. Isn't fucking everyone insecure? Do you know mm, what I mean? Like, totally. if I wasn't somewhat insecure, right, I wouldn't have tweeted that. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm having a joke, but it's like it, there's some sort of being like, ah, yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it that did kind of get me down a bit Because I was like, oh, like I'm not that That's not that type of person that I was being made out to be I yeah. was, a, I was just a bit like, oh, that kind of sucks Do you know what I mean? So I think, but I don't think Twitter is a great place If you are a sensitive person nah, <laughs> exactly. you No, know
0: I, mean? I, I just don't think Twitter's a good place
1: Like, generally Because, no, like, it's, it's... like, like I'm, I'm into football, right? And, you know, some of the shit that you see on mm-hmm. Twitter About footballers and it's like, all right, these guys get paid millions and millions of pounds, but fucking hell, man! Like it's brutal. Yeah, like the the, the type of shit that they have to sort of read, and I don't know. I'm, I mean, I, I think, yeah, I'm gonna stay off Twitter. <laughs> I think
0: I think what it is is people just have. I think because you're not saying it in person, and like no one will say half the things that they say on Twitter in to, in in person. Did you okay. did you ever see that Darren Brown? Um, show that he did i can't remember what it was called i think it was called like masked no. and he had like a audience of people um that were all masked and right. they could make the decision of what was going to happen to the person on the screen wow okay, and Deep. yeah it was really dark but because they were all um masks they were all anonymous so like they had no repercussions of what what was going to happen and they all picked the worst thing possible that would happen to this guy and right. then at the end of it like spoiler alert is fucking years old but at the end of it they all picked for this guy to be to like go and rob something and run away and get caught but then he got ran over and died he what like it's not actual true but they they filmed that bit afterwards and but they all chose for him to get, like, caught. Wow. But they didn't... And the moral of the story was, like, when you're unmasked, when you're masked or when you're anonymous and you don't have any consequences, like, mm. you're willing to say what the fuck you
1: want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure you've had it a lot of times, you know, if if people don't enjoy your set or whatever, you get fucking sick, don't you? Like, I get, like... Fucking someone shout it's like I've got shit shouted from you from fucking cars. I live in Liverpool, like you're fucking shit, or like something like that. And you're just like, what? <laughs> it's just, just music Mate, I think weekend. that's just because like, you
0: live in Liverpool. No no disrespect, but come on. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> but like it's really not that fucking deep. Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. like people people like people take it way too seriously, man. And it's uh I don't know. I kind of have this thing where it's like um if if you're not can if people aren't getting on your back about things you're obviously not shaking shit up that totally. that might, you know what i mean if you if you're like really shaking up the fucking world and doing some really cool shit like it's going to it's going to rub some people the wrong way
0: 100% i i released that um Depeche Mode remix that i did like oh, yeah. we kind of just like bootlegged it out and a <laughs> bunch of like DJs got so pissed with me about it really a bunch yeah and it's just like we knew that it would get taken down like we tried to clear it we couldn't clear it so we were just i it was everyone was playing it so we we're just like fuck it let's just put it out yeah we know it's gonna get taken down but like let's just put it out so people can have it yeah yeah yeah. it went in like straight like techno number one beatboard and it pissed so many djs off i got so many dms
1: that's the thing, though, because if that if that record would not, you know, if only a few people were playing it, like, no one would even, no one would care. Exactly. But, like, you know, it's kind of like it's the gift and the curse, man. It's like, ooh, I've got a fucking number one, but has loads of people that are just going to give me a load of stick. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? It's I guess, like- yeah,
0: it must be tough because I think also, like, the more successful people get, like, like let's be honest, like, John Summit, like, how much shit is that – kid like being got over the over the last like 3 years from DJs talking shit and from fans talking shit etc etc but just purely because he's more successful than everybody else.
1: That that is it. Yeah. That is literally it and it's like, you know, you've kind of you know, I suppose it's it just is what it is. Like it it it's it's shit, but you know, you've kind of got to be able to deal with these things. I think like when I was, you know, I kind of Came straight out of school when I was 17 and started being a DJ. Never had another job like to this day. And, you know, I I remember making a record called Ambience when I was like like, 2015. So I would have been like 20, early 20s or whatever. And um, it sampled Alita Holloway. And I was like so ignorant about the sampling of Alita Holloway because I was like a kid. I come from hip-hop and grime and that sort of thing. I didn't really understand like house and disco and things like that as deeply Mm -hmm. as I do now. And, um, you know, this record went really big and Annie Matt was playing it a lot and and stuff like that and it got on the daytime of uh, like Radio 1 playlist. I remember like the amount of abuse that I got from the sort of like house and disco community for sampling Lolita Holloway was fucking horrendous. Like some guy... I remember some guy like, telling me to go and kill myself? Jesus! And, she, like, and I was like, "Bro, over, over, over <laughs> I, I was, th- and I was just literally like, "This," like I was a fucking kid, and I was just like, "I don't, I really don't understand this." Mm. Like, I couldn't really get my head around it. Um, oh yeah, and then I remember, um, I think we didn't clear the sample for it. It's all clear now, but we didn't. I didn't clear the sample for it. <laughs> And I remember it was Dave Lee or Joe Negro, as he was called then. It was, uh, it was from one of I think he owned the rights to the vocal or something. And I remember on the day, on the day of the release, he did this big post about it, and uh. it was like he was like, "My lawyers will be in touch" and all this sort of shit. And I was like, "Oh no, like what?" Like, <laughs> I was like, "I don't want to make music anymore. It's horrible. <laughs> it's like... It was just a pylon of like of like the house and disco community. I was like, oh shit! Um, but I think like stuff like that is kind of, you know, it's kind of like taught me to um, have a bit of a thicker skin. Like you know, I'm still a very sensitive person, but you know, I think you've got to take all these things with a pinch of salt, man. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I also I think. I forget as well sometimes, but like the internet is a different life to real life. Yeah, and like you can literally switch the internet off for you and just get on with your everyday life. Yeah, and and I think that's the, it, the internet's weird because I guess we grew up without the internet. I did. Can did you? Can you remember growing up
1: without the internet? Yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely. I think. I think I remember being about. I would have been about when did when did like that Fifty Cent album come out? I would have been about ten, I suppose. Mm. I remember having like AOL. I remember like that AOL yeah, like dial up yeah. like yeah. all that sort of shit. I remember like that, downloading like the Fifty Cent album on like my mum's card on <laughs> iTunes or something, and I like getting really really annoyed. So I think but yeah, but yeah, I think like for about yeah, probably about ten years in my life. Well, when it really started to sort of when it became like an everyday thing would have been when I, how old are you? 32. Yeah. So it would have been like when we were about sort of like, I don't know, like 13, something like that. Yeah. Like MySpace sort of time. My MySpace and
0: MSN messenger.
1: Yeah. 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 Would it, yeah. So it would have been, yeah. When we were about 13, I suppose. So it was kind of like 13 yeah. years yeah. of your life. Yeah.
0: 2003, I guess for me. Yeah. 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 yeah how old are you?
1: 30. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. mad. It's crazy. Because, like, over the years, the internet's evolved so much and now it's so part of our lives. But I like, I remember when I first started DJing, and even when I was DJing for like a while, where when Beatport first started, and yeah. it was just like, it wasn't, the internet wasn't really used for anything apart from like promoting yourself and like small, tiny communities that always seemed really positive. Was, yeah. Everything was always really positive.
1: I don't know if you remember, like, but, like, sort of, like, when... Because I started making music when I was, like, about, about 13, 14, something yeah. like that. I remember having, like, putting tracks on MySpace. Mm. And I remember, like, you know, the the idea that there was another producer in Merseyside yeah. that made music or another DJ was, like, oh, my God, like, yeah. there's someone else like me. There's another little nerd somewhere mm. down the road. Do you know what I mean? And, like, now it's so now it's everyone... <laughs> It's hard not to meet a DJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like everyone's a fucking DJ. But like I remember, like back then, it was just like I don't know, maybe, maybe it, you know, it wasn't that exposed. But it just felt, it felt like such like a nerdy, weird, like niche thing. If it you was. sat, in, yeah, do you know what I mean? It if was. you sat in front of the yeah. computer and made music, it was just, it was kind of like a really. I remember being in school and you know bringing like future music and like mm-hmm. mix like into school to yeah. read and people were just like, what the fuck are you doing yeah like, yeah what? and it was like people were into like world of warcraft and shit and like being a fucking dj or a producer was weirder than that yeah do you know what i mean so it was kind of like yeah no, people would
0: look at you weird and people would be like what the fuck are you doing yeah
1: and it's kind of weird to see like how now it's so the complete opposite thing it's right? so commercialized
0: it's really strange. But it's pretty amazing that it is because we can earn money.
1: <laughs> I know, exactly true. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I kind of remember coming out of like, um, I didn't get any GCSEs. I wasn't like, I, I wasn't like, I wasn't, I'm not academically smart. I never really was. I didn't get any GCSEs or anything. And then I kind of remember coming out of school or like when I was about to leave school and said to the, the careers officer, They're like, what do you want to do? And I was like, oh, well, I kind of like make music and I maybe want to go to college and do sound engineering or something Mm. like that. I don't know. And they were like, well, we either recommend that you get a job, an apprenticeship as a plumber or you try and go and get a job in Asta. So I was like, right, fucking hell. Okay, so I went to try and get a job in Asta, and I got told by Asta that I wasn't qualified enough. (laughs) And then I tried to go and get a job in a pound stretcher, got told that I couldn't get a job in there because I wasn't qualified enough. So I was like, right, fuck wow. it. I've got to make this shit work then. Because wow. and I think maybe that has been like a weird, you know, like we were talking about before. It's like that is like a weird sort of that kind of like pushes me on because I'm mm. like, I've got nothing to fall back on. Yeah. So I've got to be really good at this. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Otherwise I'm fucked. <laughs> Nah, nah.
0: I agree with that. It's tough because it's like, and also I think is when you put your, put your mind to something. So like, it's this isn't an overnight thing. You don't become successful overnight. You don't become melee overnight. Right. It's like, there's, I've got so many friends that are like super academic, like big lawyers, solicitors, mm. like bankers, investors. And I'm just like, I could never do that like i would never like not the fact that i'd want like if i'd want to do it i'd just never
1: be able to do it like i'm not clever enough to do shit like that yeah i hear that i've got friends that do it as well and like i think it's just like i mean i suppose like we need to give ourselves a bit of credit because like clearly we run businesses labels and things like that like granted we have people that help us do it Mm. but i do kind of look at at that, like if i ever had to go and get a normal job doing something like that like you know climbing the ladder and you know starting off somewhere and, and getting yeah. like this big job in like a corporate world or something like that i'm just like i'm just saying i'm just like i don't know how people do that just,
0: yeah like, i really respect it i really respect it everything. because it's like it's something that i like honestly like i'd love the idea of like being really successful in corporate world i love the idea of it right. I, I don't know why but like i think it's because i see like a bunch of friends do it and i'm like sick like yeah. the, the goal is is to like smash your numbers and earn more money like that is literally yeah. it and then you leave your job every day and you're done
1: but i suppose you have to be i think like in that sort of world you have to be a certain type of person right like i think like I don't know, like, to, to sort of climb the ladder in that sort of curveball, like, on a scale, like, you have to be somewhat of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, like, let's be honest, is it
0: not the same as the music industry?
1: Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true. I suppose we all have to be somewhat of a dick, do you know what I mean? But, like, it's... I don't know, man. It's, um... I think, like, sometimes... I think I annoy... Like, I've had the same manager for eight years, Sophie. Yeah. She's the best. Thats like she's like my second mom she's amazing and um but I think sometimes like she's a very driven very driven person you know she looks after chase' status and yeah. like all these sort of big actors well. I, actually,
0: I actually met her uh not so long ago for
1: the first time. she's with yeah. you and um but I think she kind of gets to love with me sometimes Do you know like like Bill in Wars right so like you'll be below someone mm-hmm. on yeah. the lineup and yeah, it's yeah. just like I kind of like sort of shedded my ego about shit like that a couple of years ago. It doesn't really bother me anymore. I'm just happy to be on the party. But I think like, I think agents and managers, I think agents and managers take that stuff to heart Mm -hmm. a lot more than the artists. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's like ridiculous when you like, it's just like so dumb when you see like a lineup and it's like, it says like A to Z headliners. Then there's four of them in the top and then there's it's just like oh my god it's just like you just all look so fucking stupid it's so cringe who gives a fuck and it's all for like the ego of the fucking the agent or whatever Mm -hmm. but anyway Sophie's kind of said to me a few times she's like we should push back on this we should push back on this I'm like no just leave it I'm not bothered like do you know what I mean and like Sophie Sophie like she'll cut me saying this but she like has said to me a few times well this is why this DJ is doing this and doing this and you're and I'm like cool I'm good with that like do you know what I mean like maybe that's me being too nice but I'm like I can't I'm not asked about like push 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 like let's fucking stamp on everyone to get to where I want Mm. to be I'm not bothered and like that I think that's kind of you know longevity, man. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure you're the same. <laughs> yeah, done. like it's really interesting you brought that up. Like I'm playing,
0: I'm playing, fuck it, I'm, I'm playing Space in November, and um, they did like this, like, like I played that a bunch of times. And, is that is
1: that an exclusive?
0: No, uh, I don't know when <laughs> this is going to come out. No, no, it's out, <laughs> it's out. All right. But um, they sent they sent the uh they sent the the. Flyer and it was like A to Z, and then I saw like their like local guy who his name begin like their their one of their residents, wicked DJ andrews Lyons. He they they put him at the bottom, and I'm like, guys, it's it's A to Z, like put him at the top, like
1: (laughs) oh my god. (laughs) So I
0: I had literally turned around and said, and we we changed it, and I was like, just fucking put him at the top. It's if it's A to Z, like we're all the same, like we we all get our 2 3 hours behind the decks we there's no difference yes like
1: i don't know like we might sell more tickets than him but so what like and i i would i would guarantee that 99.999% of the people that go that are buying tickets to go to these parties aren't going no. fucking hell, like what's with the fucking billing on yeah. that or i don't give a fuck no, not at all they really don't they really don't care and i think that's like <clears throat> You know, I think in this sort of industry, um, you know, ego can take over, man. I mm. think, like, you, just, you know, you need to be so careful because I read this, but I don't know if you've read this book called, like, Ego is the Enemy. No, fucking, I haven't. The fucking best book I've ever read in my life. I'm going to take a note of it now. Is it an audiobook, do you know? Yeah, it's an book as well, yeah. And it's honestly, it was just like, because I kind of noticed it was about, it's about maybe, like, a couple of years before COVID that, there was a little bit of a sort of, I don't know. I suppose like an ego developing, or like a kind of like a feeling that, right? So like in this industry, like no one's owed shit, right? Yeah. Like I don't think I think I think it, I think it just in life in general, like none of us are owed shit. Mm-hmm. Totally. But I was kind of like noticing my my sort of thing being like, well, I've been doing this for a long time. Why aren't I doing this gig, yeah. or why aren't I doing that? And I kind of didn't like it. It wasn't me as a person, and. Anyway, I read this book and, like, as soon as I started, like, shedding that ego, it, like, my career, like, I hate saying that word, but, like, my career and just, like, my life just felt so much better. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it just freed me up because I was just, like, I was not so bothered about who I was with on a lineup or, you know, how well a record did, like, yeah. I, you know what I mean? I put records out now and I'm just like, fuck it, if I fucking like it, then great. And if it doesn't do what it's meant to do, then it doesn't. And I'll, we'll just move on to the next one. Do you know what I mean?
0: It's, it's a really nice situation to be in with that. I can say that I'm like that partly. Like it, when it comes to other people and other artists doing really well, I'm like, that's cool. I'm fucking, yeah. that's what I want. Like there's enough space for all of us. Uh, when a record comes out and it fucking doesn't do
1: well, it pisses me off so much. <laughs> was it See, it's like i don't know i don't know if i'm at this point now where i'm like the last four records that i've put out of them really well <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, kind of like, I'm kind of like oh yeah it's fine so i'm like maybe i don't know maybe i'll put the next single out, i'll put out bombs and then i'll go be like for oh, fuck's sake but do you know like you know bomb time right Andy am yeah. the bomb Tam. yeah yeah He's my best friend on planet Earth. I love the guy. He's the best. And it, but he, he's the same. He gets so worked up about it. And I have to talk to him. I have to be like, mate, like, the record is incredible. Like, yeah. it doesn't... And I get it. Like, we're artists and we make, you know, we make sort of music. And, you know, it's our lives, isn't it? Like, you know, you want, you want shit to do well. Um, and especially now because it's so oversaturated and there's, like, a need to, like, have content all the time and music yeah. all the time, but I kind of had a, um you know, I think with with, with my sort of music, I, like so, I signed a publishing deal with Defected a couple of months ago. Um, I had a chat with them about, um you know, they were basically saying to me, you need to put out more music, and I was like, well, every sort of every sort of song that I make, I want to take people's heads off with it. Yeah. Like, that's just like, I don't, I'm not interested in putting out filler records. Like I'm just totally. not, yeah, it, yeah. like I get it for the content and for the constant, Hey, here's a new record, here's a new record. I don't want to do that. Mm. I, do, do you know what I mean? And you know, you can't go into rec- you can't go into the studio every single week and make, no. you know, not blowing smoke up my own ass, but that Groove Africa record did really fucking well and yeah. it's like a record that took me 20 minutes to make but and like I remember my manager my manager actually said to me she was like this is called B-side and I was like <laughs> no 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 <laughs> like, I was like no no no, this is the single and she was like what it doesn't do anything it just repeats itself and I was like yeah that's yes. the point oh, I well, love I think... manager
0: feedback it's always the fucking best <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's like, you know, and, and I think, um, you know, I think, yeah, like I kind of, every single song that I make, I want to, I just want to push the envelope with it. And like, you can't, you don't make records like that every week. Like you need to go out and live life and you need to go and, you know, be in the clubs and stuff like that. And, I th- you know, I, I just, I, I could never be one of them DJs that's just banging shit out like monthly. And I think that is longevity as well, right? Because it's, it's like, you know, you, you're kind of doing stuff on your own terms, I suppose. I suppose yeah, like,
0: S- I, S- yeah. I don't disagree with you. Although I did have a conversation with my manager after this record that we've just put out. Then the thing is the record that we have just put out hasn't flopped It it did really well apart from on Spotify, yeah. like Spotify just fucking took a piss on it and was like, no, but it's like, it, like I, and I had a conversation with him. It's frustrating. I, was like, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. <laughs> I think it's frustrating when you get so much feed, so much positive feedback. Yeah, and then like it then doesn't correlate into anything and like you said it's our lives like we we rely on records to do well for us to get booked for more people to find out who we are for then us to have a career and when there's the the playlist gods on every platform and radio gods on every station that says no and you're like Mm. fuck which It's part of
1: the game, right? It is, but I hate that people like that have an opinion on to say whether my music's good or not. (laughs) It's like, what the fuck do you know? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. you know what I mean. See, I love how I say I don't get annoyed by it, but (laughs) you definitely do. do. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like, it's like I, I hate that. I hate that, and it's like you know, the, 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 another thing that annoys me as well is like the butchering. Like you make a record that's six, seven minutes long and it's like, right, you need to butcher it to death yeah. to two minutes, 50 or three, just mm. so it might get in a Spotify playlist. It's just like, yeah. wh- where are we going with this? Have you yeah. seen that that Lil Yachty record that came out yesterday? It's one minute, 20 long. I was like, is that where we're going?
0: Well, have you seen the Mad Cow playlists? No. Nah. I don't, I can't remember if it's called Mad Cow. It used to be called Mad Cow, but I think they've just, put as it, like it's called like lo-fi trip hop right. um yeah. and it's the biggest playlist on spotify and it's owned by one guy and the one guy pretty much releases all the music himself and he's done it so each record's like 30 seconds long so it spotify hate it because they have to pay a full royalty per 30 seconds but then you get more plays
1: wow that's i mean that's
0: mad so like the shorter the record the more streams you technically get because
1: people hit replay re- replay more um, oh god i mean i rate it but it's like <laughs> are we gonna have to start making minute-long fucking dance records now <laughs> Fuck. but i i i yeah i i
0: the thing is i i actually don't think spotify is the issue for that i think what I feel is that it's it's the internet, it's TikTok, it's Instagram, it's all of that that's shortened. The
1: attention span. Yeah, yeah, it's gone.
0: It's shortened the attention span. So it's like I was one of my friends. I was talking to the other day, and with the throw your soul down that I have just put out, plug there. Go listen to it if you haven't listened <laughs> to it. <laughs>
1: We I mean, your podcast. <laughs> so far. Go for
0: it. Uh, um, no, I'd do it if it was on your podcast as well. No, right? <laughs> um, she was like, "Yeah, this is the first record you've released that like the vocals come in straight away. It's usually like usually five ten seconds of beats." And I'm like maybe this is how general public look at it and they're like why 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 is there beats because they don't understand the culture but then going back to what you were saying about these kind of people like 10 people at the top that kind of choose our music the thing that like obviously like I really respect what they do as jobs but I think it must be so hard because we're releasing club music and you have to listen to how this sounds in a club Mm -hmm. and I, personally the, the opinions should be made on how it sounds in a club we're not yeah, making yeah. radio records like no. the luck we're lucky that in the uk that these records sometimes do cross over but realistically mm. they're made for the club go listen to the go, go partying go see all these djs go go listen to what does well in the clubs and see because there's no correlation now there's no correlation with a record doing well on radio doesn't mean that it's going to do well Spotify or sh- or YouTube or streaming anyway. A, yeah. a record that does well on streaming doesn't mean that it's going to get radio, and a record that does re- on, well on radio and streaming doesn't mean that everyone's DJ playing it, and it doesn't yeah, mean yeah. it's doing well. It's yeah. and then it also none of that correlates to if people are buying tickets.
1: Oh mate, tell me about it, Jesus Christ! Like it's like I, I mean, I think it, I think in general it's at the moment especially in the uk it's really i don't know it's just it feels really hard to to sell tickets i think like even like i think like post covid it's just been like really strange it's like like when we do the club bad party in liverpool and we only do it in like a three three four hundred cap venue but Mm. like we used to fucking fly 250 tickets in the first week yeah And now everyone buys tickets so late. Like I've been freaking out that we've got it. I've got I've got the first one on Saturday, and I'm like, I mean, it's done fine, but I know it'll sell out. It'll sell out on the day. Mm. We did we did the birthday party this year, uh, like the biggest one we've ever done, like a 2,000 capacity venue, and a couple days before it had done 600 tickets. (laughs) So we were flapping. We were like, "Fuck!" Like, what are we going to do? It's me and Ethan, everything, and we were like, "Oh my god." And on the day we fucking sold it out, yeah. fucking down the road, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Is this kind of like what it is now? Yeah. Are people just like, I don't know if people sort of, um, you know, habits of like buying tickets since COVID have changed? But also, I mean, I'm sure this has been discussed a lot on this top podcast. But I think like, you know, there's there's kind of a new generation of kids mm-hmm. you know, between like that have been going to uni, like eighteen to. Twenty, I don't know. I've never went to uni. Once the age. <laughs> anyway, but they've missed that whole that they've yeah. missed that they've missed that whole thing, like that that whole going out thing. Do you know what I mean? Like but the, 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 them kind of really formative sort of club nights that you go to where you find like the taste, your taste and like what you're really into. They kind of miss that entire thing. So, I think it's going to take like a really a long time for it to kind of come back round. To
0: I don't think I don't think pre are going to come back personally. I think it's Um, just a market that we all have to unless you're like massive like Chris Lake or something like that where you're selling fucking 20,000 tickets a a go but like I think it's very different for the markets that are like where you have a, a follower you have you have a fan base but they're not like super like oh my god i have to see this this weekend because i think what everyone wants to do is wait to see what their mates are doing and then you have two mates that want to go to club bad and then they tell all their mates and it's like okay 20 people are coming now
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know the thing that the thing that annoys me about it though and it happens every single time it's like i'll be on i'll be on instagram every day like hey guys tickets are running low yeah but not. <laughs> 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 oh, fuck, I just revealed the secret, but um, but then like it'll sell out on the day or something, and then people just like, "Hey, can I get some guest list?" And I am like, hey, "You fucking buy the ticket yeah." Me too. God, oh, it's saying. so
0: funny talking about that. I won't disclose where I played, but the like two hours before the club opened, they were like sold out. Okay, I am like, sweet, whatever. I knew deep down inside this is bullshit, like absolute bullshit. This is in a, a, a rural town in the UK, like no no way I sold this out like yeah, yeah. at all. I got to the club and there was literally like twenty people there. So
1: why did this? What I know? What the fuck? Why? <laughs> and then oh, they did. Shit. And then they did an after movie. <laughs> oh no. Did they do it, like, so they got, like, the angles right so it made, like, there was made, it looked like there was loads of people in there? No, yeah, man. and I'm sorry
0: if the person's listening that booked me, I love you, you're, you're a homie, but still, don't do that.
1: <laughs> don't do that ever again. Fucking <laughs> hell, man. Oh. But it is, it, It's, a, like, I don't know. I mean, I haven't, to be honest, I haven't been doing, like, I used to be sort of doing every little town in the fucking uk for years like a nottingham sheffield bristol yeah. like all that like i don't know i haven't really been playing that often i've been doing like i've been doing a lot in america and stuff and i kind of like are you still living in america
0: i'm in the uk at the moment but i still have my place out there
1: yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i really i've really loved going out there this mm. year it's just like i don't know like i think in the uk it's like um you know i've been such a sort of dj that's just been around for 10 years on every fucking lineup because i can't say no to fucking things (laughs) and um but i kind of like going to uh america it just seems like this is like new energy it's Mm. like it's just fresh people Mm. i'm just like kind of new to people ish over there do you know what i mean and it's just i don't know i've kind of like quite enjoyed just doing some different shit i'm like you know i'm I'm playing in i'm playing in kenya on new year's eve this year which is wild. Like, usually it'd be like, you know, like a twos up doing Where I Was Project and yeah, yeah. fucking motion or something yeah. like that. And I kind of did that for years. So it's kind of like, you know, it's nice to be able to like start switching it up and doing yeah. some different shit. you know what I mean? Yeah. how How
0: is your African market? Because like your music is very organic and I, yeah. I don't want to... I don't want to say you're an Afro house artist because I don't think you are personally, Um, especially being the whitest dude from Liverpool.
1: It just doesn't doesn't go hand in hand. Hey, Well, I'll come on to the Africa thing, but I think like (laughs) I kind of struggle with that. I've always been like super, um, I've always been, I have to be super respectful Mm. about, you know, what I sort of sample. Yeah. What, you know, I've always made sure that, yeah, I just need to be super respectful with it because, you know, I, I kind of get sent demos all the time and it's just... I was just like, maybe people think my music's as obvious as this. I don't know. But, like, to, you know, getting a fucking record with, like, a bongo and an African loop and just a kick jump slapped on it and it's called something that's kind of, like, just a bit... A bit weird for a white kid to call a record. It's just like you know. these I get sent them all the time, and mm. I'm just like, oh, you kind of just got to just kind of like nuance it a bit better than that. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? it's like I, I have been in places. Like I remember playing in, I remember playing in Colombia a few years ago, and I had this record called Congo Mode, which was like had the most gibberish lyrics in it. Mm. Like I, I got like my label manager, like his wife is like South American and we kind of like got her to go through the lyrics and stuff like that. And even she was just like, it, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Like it's absolutely just gibberish. I remember playing in Columbia a few years ago and like some kid came up to me and he was like, um, so like all these records you, you make, do you know what the lyrics say? And I was like, um. <laughs> I was like, I'll try to as best I can. and like, he kind of grilled me about it. And I was like, do you know what? Like, I don't ever want to be in this like point in my career where you're like quote unquote culture vulture or whatever mm-hmm. like that. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I come from, I come from like, I mean, I suppose like the, all, all the music that I've ever been involved in is black music. It's like hip hop was like my sort of yeah, first right. love. And then, um, you know, I suppose, you know, house and techno are as well. And, and, and like, you know, latin america and sort of south african music it's like i've always feel like that i am a guest in this totally in this, yeah, yeah. I'm doing, you know what i mean because we all um, are right yeah we all are of course and it's like and but I, I think you know like i just have to be super careful about it but um i think yeah that the, the going to i mean it's going to be the first time i've ever been to africa so i'm playing south south africa with shimza so I've been kind of doing some work with Shimzo and mm. I did a remix for him. Um and then going to Kenya. But I just like this Ama Piano thing is just really like it's just it kind of like You're reminds right, sorry? me. They're like Ama Piano, like this new sort of like it's kind of like Afro, it's kind of like the Afro house stuff, but it's like it's like 115 BPM. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah so slowed down and it's like the the bass in it is like it kind of reminds me of hearing like Grime for the first yeah. time it just feels like so like out there you know mm. what I mean and it's so exciting and I think like you know I think I'm sure you're the same it's like when you've been doing this for a long time you kind of need to keep Correct. on your and finding new influences yeah. and kind of just keeping it fresh do you know what I mean yeah. Um but yeah it'll be good I've just you know I, I kind of just I think like when people meet me and, know, and see me DJ and I think people can hear that, you know, I try and be as authentic as possible, you know? Um, like I collect like I'm a big sort of record collector and so. And I think it is like coming from that hip hop background. It's like without being fucking cheesy, but it's just like, it's all about keeping it real and all that sort of shit. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, I think that's like, um, I never, I never, ever want to lose that. How did the whole
0: hip hop thing start for you? Because the hip hop that you kind of always talk about, like I know we grew up in the nineties listening to it, but it's still like, you like fully embrace that.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it was, um, I kind of, I mean, it was Dr. Dre 2001, Mm. which was like the album. And then I kind of got into like DJ Premier and Gangstar, And stuff like that. And I just remember listening to, like, Above the Clouds by Gangstar and being like, fucking hell. Like, what? this is just, like, this is just amazing. And then hearing, like, Protect Your Neck for the first time by Wu-Tang Clan. And it's just like, I was thinking about Wu-Tang Clan the other day, and it's just like, I mean, I've got got Wu-Tang tattoo there. But I was like, imagine, like, creating a group of nine to ten people (laughs) and every single one of them is a fucking star in their own right. That will never, ever, ever, ever happen again. No. Do, do you know what I mean? Like they're all, And they're all completely different sort of artists and people. And yeah, it was yeah. just like, that's amazing. But I think like, I remember, um, so my uncle who kind of got me into dance music was always, and I'm producing actually, and he was, um, he would always be trying to play me like Global mm-hmm. Underground, like Sasha and yeah. James Lavelle and all these type of things. And I was just like, <laughs> don't get it. I don't get it. This is shit. I I was just like, this is just... No, I was just like, where's the fucking Dilla records? I was just like, where's the... Do you know what I mean? I was like, I just don't understand it. Um, And then he took me to see... I don't know, he played me um, a record by The Prodigy called Diesel Power, Mm. which had Cool Keith on it. It's just like... I just remember hearing that record for the first time and being like, oh my God, like this is... I think he knew that he was, like, right, well, he's a hip-hop kid. This is how I'm going to get him into, like, electronic stuff. Because yeah. it's kind of, like, the same thing. And, like, this record just, like, knocked my head off, man. I was, like, this is fucking unbelievable. And I kind of got obsessed with The Prodigy and um, and all that sort of shit. And he taught me to see The Prodigy when I was, like, 14. Um, and I was just, like, that was just it. Game on. And I remember it was the, remember the audio bullies. Mm. So they were supporting the prodigy, the were, were DJing, and that was the first time I heard, like, Switch a bit patchy. That was such
0: a good era of music. Like, the blog, oh, no. almost like the blog house days. The, like, it was, it was amazing. It was like the punk of, of electronic music.
1: Yeah, it was so, like, I was with Heidi the other night, and she played... Um, this is sick by switch yeah. and i was just like oh my god this is just so like ridiculous and amazing but i think like that 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 was the moment when it sort of clicked for me and i was like ah okay like yeah. i kind of like dance music now <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> and then i got i remember getting like a copy my so my uncle would we always making music and he got me a copy of reason mm. or something like that and then i just started making tunes from there and then um but yeah it was just weird how i like just i like, completely detested dance music i was like Ugh, this is fucking disgusting mm. <laughs> and now it's my life <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck just weird how shit like that happens do you, do you make hip-hop beats i've started to get back into it i bought an mpc again Sick. and i've started to get back into it because you know like the music that kind of like i don't i don't really listen to dance music for so, that much yeah mean and i think yeah. that's kind of like what keeps it fresh and kind of keeps the sets fresh as well mm. because it's like you know if i was listening to fucking you know there's a lot of fucking djs that i like but if i was listening to like you know people that i'm doing lineups with constantly yeah. you just start of end up sounding like them and it's just like i don't want to do that right well, i
0: think also there's so like you have such a unique sound like as right. as melee and i think <laughs> There's, only, there's not many people in this industry that are like that and like it's so important to keep that
1: yeah and I think I, I kind of never want to lose that and that goes back to what I was saying before about just banging fucking records out I was yeah. banging shit out every single week it's just like you just kind of dilute you what you're about but I think like at the moment like the music that sort of really turns me on is like you know the sort of new sort of neo mm. soul R&B soul hip-hop crossover stuff you know like salt and children of zeus and things like that and like i kind of like i listen to these records and i'm like oh i want a bit of that man yeah, yeah. you know what i mean i kind of want to get back into doing it but it's just i suppose it's just like it's finding the time to like um commit to like a complete other project when you're like so busy doing this shit it's
0: tough isn't it i'm i'm like super into S- silk sonic i always forget their actual fully name anderson pack and bruno mars oh so good and i'm just like this is like modern day motown that we're just like we're people have tried to do it for the last 40 years and they failed and now they are nailing it so
1: well and anderson pack i think is like one of the best artists of like our generation i think that fucking guy is like I don't think people like, I know people do appreciate him, but I don't think he's fully appreciated of how fucking good that guy is.
0: I agree. But I also think that's really fucking cool. Cause yeah. he's like, <clears throat> he's still, he's still able to kind of be underneath everything. It's kind of like for me in our scene, it's almost, it won't be for a while, for, for, for much longer, but like the kind of music guys and me, Ramper. Yeah. Like for me, like, what they're doing at this moment in time I I absolutely love Um, but it's also like they've been doing it for so long and it's Mm -hmm. only now that they're kind of getting the recognition and like you see them change you see like how like these like really geeky German dudes just like have completely changed and then they're fucking producing Drake's album and you're like like Jesus Christ it's
1: it's weird I've seen Ami play um I went to black because I've been like I mean, like I've, been, I've done a lot of shows in IP for this year. Like yeah. fucking, it got to the point right where I was like in April, May. I was like, I'd be there, woo! and I like, I did my last gig last weekend, and I was like, get me the fuck. Off. <laughs> I was like, fuck this place. But I've been kind of hanging around there a lot, and I went to um, I went to see Amir at Black Coffee's night, and it was incredible. Like, his mm. set was incredible, but it was just like the setting was so weird. It was like. Do was like tables like yeah. next to the booth and like people just like oh yeah they're like 70 grand for the night or something but then you've got me playing like the maddest fucking yeah. off its head deep sort of like tribal shit and i was like wow there's like the juxtaposition here is wild i know i had
0: um breakfast with chrissy who's black coffee's manager the other day and she was telling me some of the stories there that and you're just like, ha- like it's amazing what he's done. Like yeah. it's actually truly amazing what he's done and what they have done as a team. Yeah,
1: it's to incredible. Like,
0: create a very high end culture out of dance music because it was mm-hmm. never there before. It was always like get your fucking pills and go sweat yeah. in in the dance floor, and no one gives a fuck. But like, no cameras. Like I don't want to be seen. I'm going to escape. It's yep. just changed. It's flipped on the side. I guess the the afterlife guys are the same. It's like yeah. they've funeral house. It's kind of like just got to a point where they're so famous in this genre that like there's a huge wealth kind of it. Like you know,
1: if you're going to one of these parties, it's full of
0: wealthy people.
1: Oh yeah, I mean the the, the three times that I've been to Black Coffee this year, I've seen um. I seen Vinicius Jr., the Real Madrid striker, yeah. Who scored the goal against Liverpool in the Champions League final. said, so did you and hate I was him?" Like, yeah, I didn't want to speak to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, not like he wanted to speak to me. But like we kind of got introduced and it was just like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah cool, man. But it's like but that's what I mean. Like the yeah. amount of um the amount of people like that that you see in there, they're yeah. like, like big sort of yeah. really wealthy people. Well I will say. And this might be my OCD kicking in. So I went the other night to Glitterbox Closing and the Glitterbox defected guys. I bought a, like one of the tables at high. Mm. It was like a big booth. I was, I'll send you the picture later. But there was, so there was all like glass going around it, right? And I was standing there and I was like, they were like these, these are like 30, 20, 30 grand for the night, these, these tables. And they couldn't even bother to line the glass up that went round. <laughs> <laughs> it was like this like every single one and I was going around showing everyone you fucking see this 30 fucking grand you can't even line the glass up I really annoyed. I don't know what I was talking about it. It was just like, oh, I was just like, maybe that's just my weird anxious OCD kicking in.
0: No, but I think that just goes to show, doesn't it, really? Like what, what VIP booths are about is like, <laughs> you can literally buy a bottle of vodka for 700 euros that literally costs 50 quid down the street. And you're like, oh, guys, like, come
1: on. It's crazy, man. I'm like, I, I, I kind of had like, there was, I don't know. I, I've never done like the, 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 um, the table service bottle service is not really my. it's not no. I don't really like it but like i was you know there was um there was people coming up to me asking me if i wanted a massage i was like you what i'm gonna fucking <laughs> like, go i don't want a fucking massage and then it was like um i don't know i have like a weird thing like so I, I went to like get get the bottle of they had like this massive bottle of vodka with lights in it and all that and it's like you know? And I went to like pour my own drinks. So I was like, I just want to make my own drink. And they were like, no, 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 we'll make it for you. I was like, it's fine. I don't want to make my own drink. I'm a grown man. Oh. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's like that's that sort of stuff. And, I think you know, it's a different
0: it's just a different culture that we didn't grow up with. Totally Really? Yeah. Because I think I think like a lot of people like crave to have the the booth the the like VIP thing and just a show on Instagram really yeah. it's, it's not about anything else
1: isn't that crazy in itself yeah like i think that's the point that we're at now where it's like right i'll pay 30 grand for this just just to like put it on its room mm. i like to be honest i had a fucking brilliant night but it wasn't worth fucking 30 grand <laughs> i mean i didn't pay for it but it was like i was like i was thinking i was just like i won't pay 30 grand for this is, is
0: any night worth 30 grand let's be honest oh no <laughs>
1: <laughs> no night
0: on planet Earth is worth 30 grand. exactly that. but i guess the thing is the people that are paying for these things like it's a bit of change
1: of course i mean i mean you'd fucking hope so i hope so like? yeah
0: i really hope so because if it's not then you're fucking stupid stop <laughs> doing it <people. laughs> um let's talk about club bad yeah. i fucking love the branding on club bad it's really fucking solid and it's like out there and doesn't really kind of fit with any other record label which i like like let's talk about i i want to know everything about it
1: because i'm just kind of jealous that you've started it <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of um i had the i think it's been going about i think it's been going about five years now but mm. we kind of had this idea that we wanted to, like that i wanted to start a party and uh, a record label and um I think I couldn't, I couldn't think of a name. Like, I couldn't think of a name for ages and, you know, I had multiple meetings with my managers and it was like, Oh, it's got to have something to do with, it's got to have something to do with rhythm and how like your music sounds and da-da-da. we went through like a million names and just nothing sort of clicked. So club Bad was actually meant to be started about six, six months before it did, but I just couldn't fucking think of a name. So I'm like, you're going to have to wait. Um, <laughs> So, but then I was listening to the I played the Danny Tanaglia remix of Green Velvet Flash and it said that I was playing it at a fucking rave and it said oh welcome to Club Bad and I was like i fucking that I was like that's it and I was like that is it and like I suppose like so once I sort of had the name um, you know I kind of just wanted something that was going to reflect one my sort of personality two the music that I sort of like playing which mm. is sort of like quite sort of all over the place and sort of out there and um and then i kind of yeah i kind of always i, I like the kind of like stamp like tattoo yeah. like do you know like traditional tattoo sort mm-hmm. of vibe i kind of like I, i've kind of always liked that like the panthers and the kind of the the um the cobra sort of thing yeah. and all that so we got introduced to a guy called joel burden so i've got a big up joel like the he is the the guy that does all this stuff he's out of Doncaster and um sort of like really like Joel's art and yeah I kind of just went to Joel and was just like right this is kind of what I want to do this is my kind of idea for it I kind of like want it to be like everything to be like an animal Mm. or like every so all all the club nights will always be like one sort of animal and then like the, the, the so he kind of, but Joel kind of came up with like the the record label artwork mm. with the squares and yeah. all that sort of shit. So it's kind of like it's, but and obviously he designs between me, him, and uh, Jake from Unique Clove, and we design the the clothes together. So it's always kind of like I kind of like working with people where you love what they do so much that you just trust them to get on with it. Yeah. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not too much of a, like, controlling, like, micromanagement person. I'm just, like, to Joel, I'm just, like, here's what I'm thinking. Mm. Just go and do it. it. Because I know know he's going to smash it. Mm. You know what I mean? And, like, that just makes, like, one, their life so much easier. Yeah. And two, I think that just kind of, that will just create the sort of, the best sort of product, I suppose. And the most authentic
0: is kind of, it just
1: feels so real. And and yeah. it,
0: everything you everything you like put out branding wise, it looks fucking great. Thank like you, not talking about even the the sound of the records and everything like that, but it's. Bra- I don't like saying it, but brand is everything in this industry. Yeah, yeah. In in life, not just everything in life is brand. Like, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Like the reason, like just look at Apple for example. Look at Moog for like it's yeah. just it's just brand It's everything. And I think yeah. when you have a solid brand, it kind of just pushes through. Look at Afterlife, for example, like that. Exactly. It's. it's...
1: I, I, I just, I just wanted it to be like so recognizable, and not, you know, I kind of, you know, maybe it's a detriment to myself sometimes. But like, I kind of like, I'm so obsessed with not doing anything like anyone else. Mm, do you know? you know? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I, I, I suppose that's and i feel like that's how it should be and um i think like that's the thing we want to do with club bad it's just like we just we've got our like kind of look and, and everything now and like that's like our sort of identity with it um but it's good it, it, it's uh it takes time you know, doesn't it as well right it takes time to kind of to, to yeah, kind of probably. grow that
0: and kind of really like work out what it is for you and 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 like of...
1: i like i see like i see like a lot of sort of djs like starting labels and like more power to them i'm not saying anything bad about it but like sometimes it can feel a little bit like rushed yeah it's just like oh i've just thought of this name like yesterday like let's just do it yeah do you know what i mean and it's like i don't know if you write want i like a lasting thing it needs to have people need to be able to sort of identify identify with it I suppose um I I fucking meet kids and fucking you know this kid i met this kid in Dallas a few weeks ago and he had every single shirt every single club bad shirt and I was just like I don't even know we fucking we fucking were selling shit to Dallas I remember (laughs) doing like this girl came up to me in South Korea who had a club bad t-shirt on you know there's people in Miami and fucking LA with club bad tattoos and and I think like I, I always said to my management when we were sort of creating it, I was like, I don't want it to be so much that it's Melee's club bad. Yeah. I want bad to be able to like stand on its own. Do you know what I mean? And like it, it to be its own thing because it's like, it's not a fucking vanity project. It's yeah, like yeah. it's it's like something like I like I want it to be like its own sort of brand standing on its own. You know well, I think
0: it's also so important to have that because there's a lot of brands that rely purely on the the head guy or the head girl, and I yeah. think that actually devalues it in the in the long term of things because yeah. like like hot creations for me is a class is an amazing example where like jamie obviously runs it with lee and but like it's really not a jamie jones thing now it's ah. it's the artist thing yeah and jamie started paradise and that's a jamie thing and yeah. and i think that's the really special thing is like if you can create something that Yes, it's it's associated with you, but it doesn't have to have you. It's yeah, it's genius.
1: Yeah, and I think I think I think we we always kind of looked at paradise and sort of, you know, I suppose Elro. In a way, I think like Elro because I, when I started Club Bad, I was doing like a lot. It was when I was doing the residency for Elro, and um, maybe that rubbed off on it a little bit, mm. just like that kind of like vibrant sort of. You know, it's just a bit of fun, man.
0: Yeah, Do you know
1: what I mean. It's just like. I am playing for music, and I do play some fucking cheesy shit sometimes. And it's just like, fuck it. It's all, I'm not it, taking myself seriously, you know.
0: Yeah, it would be a bit weird if your branding was like super, like dark and techno-y <laughs> and like just <laughs> <Yeah>. taking. <laughs> just, work. Like,
1: what? But I think like what what we're gonna start doing with the party now is um we're gonna start doing like special nights. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do a party. We're trying to figure it out at the moment, but I'm gonna do a party where I we don't play house and I'm going to oh, start, wow. I'm going I'm to do play the shit that I played on boiler room when I was a kid, like grime and mm. garage and trap and like all this sort of weird shit that I was playing back then. And we're just going to do a party like that. You know what I mean? I'm going to, I'm trying to get like maybe one man or Tash LC and all these people to come play that are like kind of fit that vibe. And then I wanted to do like, you know, a club bad techno party where I do like a two hour techno set and then I have Mark Broom or Effie yeah, or, yeah people like that come and play so i think like it's like we, we we're just always trying to like think of how to like push it forward and it's like the the label as well it's it's like um you know i'm really good i'm really glad i've got a really good label manager graham because i would not be able to fucking run that label on Is my graham own still... yeah yeah yeah, yeah. A G, man. i love him Best. but if it was up to me that fucking label would still be on release three <laughs> I get fuck all done, man. But it's good. Like some of the, like you know, like some of the records that we've put out, I've been like some of my favorite dance records for fucking you know Labelsky, mm. fucking in- incredible, insanely underrated producer. Yeah, he's good. Um, and I think like um, you know, it's good, man. It's like you know, like people are kind. I'm kind of getting sent music from producers that i really like that are sort of tailoring it to club bad so we had like Koyu hasler yeah. do, a, do a couple of things little Frit has just done like this tribal techno thing that's coming out in a couple months um and it's good like that's the that's the point that i want to be on i, I want producers to like sort of like level it up and like yeah you know like if, if a label's got a certain sound which i think we have then you know it's kind of it's fun for producers just to be like it's quite a challenge to be like, right, I want to fucking, I want to record. On yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know well, what I, think mean? Like, I think that kind of got lost as well for a certain amount of time because it's like, especially the tech house craze, like everyone was just releasing the same records. And and still to that point, it's like. A lot... it,
1: it, it feels like that with the minimal thing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's kind of, it's just like there was no. I don't know. It's so hard for these scenes to sort of like, obviously, I'm not, you know, I'm not the, the fucking massive sort of scenes like mm. people love them but i just i don't know how how sustainable it is do you know what i mean it's just like how how many times do we need to hear fucking fergalicious on a fucking on a on a on a bro it's like come on man like well it's like bucket
0: it... hats mate bucket hats used to be <laughs> <laughs> bucket hats <laughs> used to be fashionable in the early 2000s I know, like, look, look.
1: Oh, fucking. you know what i've got, got this thing now like it's like I've just, it's, oh, there's too many, there's too many fucking bucket hats on hats now. I need to calm down. I just, can't
0: wear a bucket hat. I look so stupid. I actually cannot imagine you wearing a bucket. I, I look, I literally look like I've gone fishing. It's stupid.
1: <laughs> I mean, isn't that the point? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like, that's that is the point.
0: Is. But I think the fact that I have a beard and look like an Amish man, it just oh, doesn't. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. If you, if you combined it with like the yellow
0: coat as it well. It just does not. That's my album album cover it's actually, hard. yeah, it's gonna be called gone fishing as well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. um, I want to talk about that boiler room and your yeah, old stuff. I didn't know that, I didn't know any of this, so tell me about it,
1: so when I was like when I was like near nineteen, I've just like moved down to London basically, so I was like, I wasn't making house music at all, I was making um. don't know what you'd call it it was kind of like in that 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 kind of era 2010 11 where everyone was kind of making quote-unquote bass music and it was kind of this really exciting time when remember like joyo was first coming through and um sort of around that time post dubstep i suppose it was called um i kind of like moved down to london and um I just used to go to parties and just fucking annoy people. Like, I remember just going to parties to meet, because I knew that, like, Annie Mac and, like, Toddler and all these sort of people would be there. And I'd just be like, hey, guys, did you listen to my demo? And, like, do you know what I mean? And it was, like, like this fucking, like, Scouse kid just turning up <laughs> to all these parties. Typical Scouse. Yeah, 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 just, like, finding a way in. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and, like, all these people became my friends. And um, I was going out with a girl down there. I was a girl. So I was going out with Monkey, the DJ Monkey. Oh, really? I did not know that. We went out for, from when we were like 90, we went out for a long time. So I kind of, me me and Luce lived down there. And uh, it was kind of the same time. She was on Rinse FM at the same time. It was great. And uh, yeah, I just started like making music. And it was kind of around the same time that that rusty Mm. sort of HUD mode sort of stuff came out. I I started making some things like that. And like my manager at the time, uh who's still one of my best friends, she went on to manage Skepta and wow. um, Twigs. She manages Twigs now, Mahalia and people like that. So she was amazing, but she was my my first ever manager. And she was just like, Well, do you want we should just get a rapper on these beats then? And I was like, Well, who? She was like, Who do you want on it? And my my favorite rapper of all the UK was Kano. I was just like, mm-hmm. that was like my ultimate. Yeah. I was like, well, let's try and get Kano on it then. <laughs> Anyway, ended up like long story short, Kano agreed to do it, and I, I was like this nineteen-year-old child going in, going into the studio with one of my heroes. I did not have a clue how to fucking engineer anything like that. I had to get a friend to come and do it. And yeah, I mean, me and Kano are like mates, really good mates this day. But I ended up doing a lot of work with Kano around that time. I produced. I did like four records with him i did a record for his album made in the manor which i just literally got my first gold disc for a couple of weeks Sad. ago which is fucking mad Sad. yeah so i was doing like boiler room, and like i think it's so weird like looking at it now because it's like i could look complete i mean obviously it was like 11 years ago but it was kind of just like this weird time where it was just you know you, you know when you're like so young that you don't really you don't really care what other people think. You don't really <laughs> don't really know what you're playing yeah. is completely fucking wrong. Yeah. Because you've got no sort of you've got nothing to sort of compare it to because <laughs> you don't really care or know. And like that boiler room, it's like it's the weirdest shit. I'm playing like I'm playing some tribal records, I play Robin S Show Me Love, I play Prince. <laughs> I play Rusty. I play Daniel Beddingfield, I play Pulse Like all like it's, wow. it's so all over the place. But I think like that was like such a fucking era. That time where it was just like that's what you just fucking did. I bet it went off. That yeah, was great. And like mate, I, but but I had like some amazing shows around that time. And, you know, it was like, I, I love that time living in London and hanging around with all these people. It's like, it was kind of like the foundation for my life and yeah. career, really. Um, but it was, uh, I can't remember being on stage at like, I mean, going back, I played, uh, after I did the boiler room, I got an offer to play sonar in Barcelona. Mm. And I was like, oh, I'll just be like, I'll just be on like one of the little stages. It'll be fine. And uh, I gets there and the fucking pet shop boys are on. And I'm like... <laughs> What? Like, I'm not doing this, am I? And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Going on after the <laughs> I was like, you fucking what? There's fifteen thousand people in a room. I am a child, an actual fucking child. And I like literally I remember like getting like wheeled on stage. This little foot about the size of this fucking table. And mm. standing in front of fifteen thousand people in Barcelona. And I'm a, I'm a fucking kid. And it was just like I didn't know, like, I, I just played, like, the same sort of shit that I was on Boiler Room. It yeah. was just like, what the fuck? And I remember, like, looking up at, like, to, like, the top right, and there was, like, I was getting, like, filmed by a camera, and I was on a fucking massive screen like that, and it was about fucking the size of a fucking house. There was, like, my face on it, and I was just kind of going... All right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but it was kind of like, I was thinking, I was thinking about, I was speaking to someone the other day about it, and it was like... I was so sort of young and going a million miles an hour mm. at that time. I can't really remember anything from back then. Oh, I wish really? I would have, took, yeah, and I wish I would have took more um, pictures and things like that. And I think maybe I was taking a bit of MDMA at the time, <laughs> <It kind laughs> <of> my memory. <laughs> don't do it anymore, obviously. But like, I was kind of like, I was just a party, man. It was fucking. I had the best fun, but I don't really remember it. And, um, yeah, but it was like, I kind of remember playing, a uh, um, best of all was like, the, I used to play best of all like, every year, the mm-hmm. Bollywood tent. And I remember playing best of all. It, it would have been 2015. Um, and I was playing all this sort of like grimy shit. And I remember it was like playing in this fucking amazing room to like 3000 people, this tent best of all. And it was fucking going off. Mm-hmm i remember playing like this one tune and watching three thousand people fucking go off and i just had like this thing coming to my mind and i was just like, i just don't like this i just hated it mm. i like i was just the music was wasn't doing it anything for me anymore i could do it with me fucking eyes closed yeah. it was just it just got way too fucking and i was like right i kind of even need to carry on doing this for the rest of my life and just being, like, bass DJ party guy mm. for the rest of my life, which would have been a piece of piss. Or I can, like, actually challenge myself and do something that I really want to do. And, like, around that time, I, that, that was when I really started to get into, like, maths at work and, mm. um, you know, like, a lot of that sort of, like, percussive stuff. So I was like, do you know what? Like, I was like, that's this is kind of what I want. This is what I want the new sort of thing of, of melee to be about. Yeah. So then that's when I kind of went and made the record called Ambience. And that was the kind of like that the kind of second phase of my career
0: then. How was that taken, though? Like when you first released Ambience, like how was that as like you're known as a grime bass, yeah. whatever artist, as as we called it then, to then, okay, I'm now making...
1: Well, well, I, well, I I kind of said to my manager at the time, my agent, I was just like, just don't, but try not to put, I think it was like, it would have been end of the summer. And I kind of remember saying until like November, December, just don't put me on anything. Like mm. I kind of like earned a bit of money from the summer. And I, I was like, I'll do a couple here and there, but I really want to be taken seriously and doing yeah. this. You know what I mean? And then, so we did ambience and that did really well. And then the one that I did after that was... Uh, a record on Eats Everything's label called, I did a record called Scouse Africa. Yeah. And that was the kind of record that people were just like, all right, okay, he's like kind of he serious is. about it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because it was, it's, again, it's going back to that authenticity thing. Like I want, you know, you need to show people that. This Who you isn't are. Just, yeah, and I'm just yeah. like not deciding overnight, oh, I want to make house now yeah, because yeah. I'm bored of this. Do you know what I mean? It's like this was something that I really. You know, clearly, it's music I still really care about because it's like it's still my career and my life of now. Course. Yeah, yeah. Um. So you know, th- I mean, this was this would have been seven, eight years ago now, which I kind of sort of made that decision, and it was kind of scary. I remember mm. having a lot of sort of conversations with Lucy about it, and just being like, "What if fucking? What if this doesn't happen? And mm. what if this just kind of goes to shit? And what if people don't sort of respect it or like?" Do you know what I mean? It is sort of terrifying, <laughs> like completely changing your career like that. It's
0: amazing what we do as artists, though, and I hate saying that because it sounds fucking... <laughs> but it is saying, but it is, come on. It We're is. <laughs>
1: but it's like,
0: it's amazing what we would do just to be happy with the music that we make, right? And it's like, we all literally give up a career yeah. to change completely to make something that we like
1: yeah and i think like i'm, I'm sure you're the same it's like i have does th- does i've never done anything maybe that's a lie but I mean, the majority of things that i've do in this sort of thing have never been for money like it's yeah. not like i kind of like like honestly i'm like this is kind of a bit stupid and like my manager and my accountant probably get annoyed at me but like i actually don't i don't really look at how much i earn for gigs like yeah. I, i'm like i know i kind of ish what i'm getting and i just go and get it and then you get paid at the end of the month and then mm. that's, that's like, like oh all right okay but i think like i'm not it doesn't really bother me that mm. much it's just like a, you know a, it sounds a bit cliche but you do it for the love in it do you know what i mean that's interesting
0: because like, i wouldn't say i'm like that like really? i definitely like i'm a bit ocd with kind of finances where it's like okay so we did this on this show and they want us again well we should be getting this on this show right yeah and like yeah. i have like this is so cheap i have like excel spreadsheets of like all my oh, last I, wish I was like that. all my last touring like all, like i i could literally go back to like 2019 with all my touring on like right. how much i earn on every show and everything um
1: but that's yeah, am, i'm definitely not like that <laughs> <laughs> i'm so i'm so like i've got a lot better with it i haven't got a lot better with it i promise but i'm t- terrible really terrible so bad in what like, sense like you, spending or just uh, yeah spending just sort of not saving like i've never bought a place i'm still like renting i've still i've been renting for 10 years mate come on buy a place you live in liverpool i know bro i know but that's what that's what i've been kind of looking at like um is buying a new place Well, i got buying my first place Yeah. but it's just like i think like i think it was like in covid i got in like loads of debt and shit like Mm. that so it's been like this whole summer's been like getting back up yeah yeah you know what I mean and like now I'm like good I'm like right I can start saving properly again
0: it's tough well, isn't I'm... it it's really tough the one thing for me that always yeah. hit kind of re- I can't I think it was my old manager who like it's probably the best thing she ever said to me and it was like if you there's so many DJs that make house music that can't even afford their own house and I was like <laughs> 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 me <laughs> But it's like it's like I know you could. Yeah, but yeah. But it's yeah, just it yeah, but it's just also about like it's kind of a weird thing there's probably going to be somebody listening going oh what a fucking bunch of wankers like I bought a house in Detroit. Like Detroit is like fucking it's cheap as fuck out there. But it's still yeah, yeah. like it's still Did you buy somewhere in the UK as well? No. Oh, yeah. No. no, no. no. Yeah. Um it, yeah, I'm lucky with my place in the UK. My parents have like an old farm, so I live in one of the one of the uh, barns in the yeah. in the cow shed. Um but like I think it's just like it's so important. It's so weird and to kind of think about this on a business side of things because it's like we do it because we love it and like yeah, you're right like the fact that we're getting paid to do shows is is unreal. But it goes back to what we said at the beginning, is when's this going to end?
1: Mm, oh and, no.
0: and it's like <clears throat> i don't know when this is gonna end so like i have to try and like work out like hopefully i do this for the rest of my life Yeah, yeah. but like you never know so it's like i try and try and get to a point where like financially it, it kind of Helps. I don't wrong. I'm still very far off from where where it needs to be. But I think it's like I look at I I look up to like certain artists and mates. Like I'm sure you're friends with them as well, and they're earning extremely good money. And you're Mm. like, okay, like how does what do we have to do to get to that point so that life's comfortable enough for the rest of our lives? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like playing, I played with Calvin in the summer and like, obviously he's on another level and I will never get to that level. Like, let's be honest. (laughs) Crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Facts. But, like, but you look at that and you look, okay, okay, like, a small percentage of that, like, will comfortably allow you to have, live a life for the rest of your life and allow your loved ones to live a life.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that, I mean, that's that's the dream, isn't it? And I think, like, I am very, you know, I'm still... I suppose I'm a little bit immature still and I probably always will be, but it's like, you know, it's getting to that, you get to that point when you're like 30 and you're just like, right, I need to fucking get my shit together now. Yeah. I, can't just, I can't just be fucking like, I went into a shop yesterday. Yeah. And there was a fucking, there was like a mint condition Sega Mega Drive. <laughs> like I'm fucking. Did you buy it? No, oh. but no, but no, no, no! But like, what I'm saying is, like, two years ago, I would have bought it, and I never would have fucking played it. Yeah, I just like, like, but like, oh man, I can't show you. But like, I've got um, my thing that I'm, like I spend the most money on is like records. Mm. So, like, hold on, I'll get this right. For example, right, I went actually. Where was it? No, it was in Seattle. So, this is like Supreme Clientele by Ghostface Killah. Yeah. yeah, and. It's one of my favorite albums, but it's seventy five dollars. Did I need? Did I need to buy that? Probably not. You know what I mean. And it's just like I think that's like my thing where it's just like it's records and fucking clothes and you know, it's just the kind of shit I like, man. But I just you know, it's tough.
0: It's really tough, isn't it? Because it's like we earn good money, like realistically, we earn good money, and like. We're super fortunate that we earn good money, but I think there's that like you can become part of your lifestyle and your lifestyle. Like we can, we live within our lifestyle. It's just like everybody, right? Like you, you oh, relative, earn, isn't it? yeah, you earn two grand a month. You probably spend two grand a month. You earn twenty grand a month. You're probably going to be spending thirty grand a month because you know another twenty grand's coming in the next month.
1: <laughs> <laughs> of course, I kind of like my manager said to me yesterday. She was like. Chrissy like, what, why Why you fucking spending so much money on flights? And I was like, what do you mean? And then, like, there was all these things, and I was just like, it was like, it's bad. But it was like, change flights for my BFA when I've just decided to stay for a fucking week and just stuff like that. And it's just like, please, come on, man, like, just go home and just like, just go home and fucking save the day. Go
0: home and make some music. One of my yeah. mates. One of my mates yeah. that you actually know as well and recently did some work on. Um, I don't want to say too much but he he used to before he was sober he used to miss flights all the time like miss flights and he they um i just don't want to (laughs) (laughs) don't
1: throw them under the
0: bus yeah um woke up one morning in like dallas and missed his flight and the only flight was a private jet and had to, like, he was headlining a festival in LA and he had to get there. The oh amount my. of money this private jet cost was disgusting. And you're just like, oh
1: no, like, I know what you mean, I know you mean now. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, fuck, like, yeah, it's wild. Have you ever been on a private jet? No, nah. have you? No. Oh,
0: yeah. uh, I, I have everybody on this podcast will know that I have this like hate for DJs that post pictures of private, them on a private jet. I, it.
1: I hate it. It's just like do you know, what, it's like it's like getting out the car and walking to the private jet. So like, yeah, mate. Um, I'm just gonna give you my phone. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get out the car and I'm gonna walk up the steps. Yeah. And, I'm just, and it's just like, oh, for God's sake, God. it's so cringe. But like, I I did a I did a tweet about two years ago. Yeah again, me just being a knobhead on Twitter and, like, just having a fucking joke. And I was just like, you'll never catch me in first class with a, taking a picture with a glass of champagne. <laughs> and then and then in April, I did it. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, no, like, you've become the person you hate.
0: That's so good. I saw Fish the other day in Ibiza, and he was like, mate, I don't know why, but I got loads of people tagged you in one of my videos the other day. And I was like, i don't know and he was like yeah it was just a picture of me on a private jet and i was like yeah it's because i fucking hate djs to, to post pictures on a private jet
1: <laughs> oh no i mean fit fish can get away with it though
0: oh, I all mean... right at the end of the day i'm just jealous <laughs> yeah,
1: of course that's all, that's all it comes back to yeah. like if we were if we would find private jets every week fucking hell man we would give we'd be giving it the most i'd be giving it welly yeah, hey, you know what I mean? But like
0: only on my stories, I wouldn't post an actual picture.
1: No, I don't know about that. I think
0: all, I think everybody <laughs> that will listen to this podcast will stop listening there and be like he's fake. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, imagine yeah. like Black Coffee, oh, got a we got a, ding, oh, we got a big shot there, life. mate. <laughs> 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 like, could you imagine like Black Coffee literally um flies everywhere private. Yeah, I mean that's fucking
1: wild. Like, fair play. I mean, it's like Diplo's the same. It was just like when I was, when I was working with Diplo, yeah, mm. like, and um, like I kind of went to his house in Malibu and was working and stuff, and like I think he had like a Las Vegas residency or something, and like there was part of me that was like, oh, is he just gonna just be like, come on, just come, just come to fly to Las Vegas when we get on the jet. <laughs> You didn't,
0: like. <laughs> that's when you say,
1: oh, "I've never been to Las Vegas. I've always wanted to go." Oh, I've always wanted to go on a private jet to Las Vegas. <laughs> wonder, who, wonder who could do that.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, it's how the. I guess that's the goal, right? Is that the goal for you? Um,
1: I think the goal, the goal, the goal for me, like we were saying then, is I just want to be comfortable, man. Yeah, if I can just be comfortable, and I can, you know. Um, continue to do this on my own terms, mm. and you know, treat my family and friends the nice things. Yeah, you know, again, that's it. Yeah, it's key, man. Like that—that that is it. Like that—that—that. That, 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 like I don't really. I'm not. Like I'm a very, very driven person, but I'm not. You know, I, I don't. I'm not bothered about having a fucking ten-bedroom house. And yeah, same. Yeah, it doesn't really bother me. Like if, if I can, if I can, like do this on my own terms continue to sort of travel the world and be comfy and do it alongside my family and friends. Mm. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Like that's the dream in it really.
0: Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. I think that's fucking perfect to end on. Literally. It is
1: perfect to end on. It's a very nice Wrapped wrap. It up around, very nice.
0: Wrap that motherfucker up. Um, <laughs> before we go, how can people follow you? How
1: can people listen to your music? Um, Follow me, Mele M E L E on Instagram, UK Melee on Twitter if you want to get annoyed by tweets. <laughs> obviously. Um and yeah, man, I'm gonna try and put out a lot more music this year when I can finally actually I'm gonna go into the studio after this, actually. Sick. I'm I'm inspired now. Gotta actually do some fucking work. You need to get so, a private like... jet, mate. Oh god, let's see. Next year, let's see, man.
0: Next year. <laughs> we
1: would be on a private jet together oh my god imagine imagine <laughs> mate thank you so much for coming
0: on i've really so enjoyed much, this it's wicked um hopefully see you soon yeah man see you soon big bro. love man see you soon bye Thanks. and that's a wrap big love to Malay for coming um if you enjoyed it please hit subscribe see you soon see you next time